Come, Holy Spirit, come by and to the powerful intercession of the Immaculate Heart of Mary, by the Holy Spouse, in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. But when the fullness of time had come, God sent his Son, born of a woman, born under the law, that he might redeem those who were under the law, that we might receive the adoption of his sons. What is this fullness of time to which St. Paul, Chapter 4 of Galatians, our epistle today, refers, well, it is the incarnation. When God, who is from eternity, entered into time, it became the fullness of time for that very reason. And <clears throat> the reason why the Son of God became man, he who was in eternity, into time, in the fullness of time, was so that he could redeem us to take a human body in order to offer on the cross to pay the heavy price for our salvation, to redeem us who were under the law, that we might receive adoption as sons. Because up until that time, we were enslaved by the elements of the world, as St. Paul says. People had fallen off into pagan idol worship. We know this from the Greek and the Roman religions, Hinduism, religions throughout the world that had sprung up that were misleading people away from Christ. And even the Jewish people themselves were far from God in the sense that they did not understand fully the scriptures, that Jesus was coming not to be a king who would restore the glory of Israel, but he would be the high priest and redeemer, our savior. <clears throat> and from our epistle we go to the gospel, because there is a beautiful link between the idea of Christ, the Son, being coming incarnate in the fullness of time in order to redeem us and bring us adoption as sons, and the words of Simeon, this old man who was in the temple, who takes the baby Jesus in his arms and says, this child shall be the rise and the fall of many in Israel, because most in Israel would reject him. A sign that shall be contradicted, yes, be a sign of contradiction for those who were expecting another version of the Christ, the Messiah. And then, Simeon speaks these mysterious words to Mary, your own soul a sword shall pierce. Starting in the third century with the Christian commentator named Origen, <clears throat> that sword has been said to have pierced the heart of Mary. Heart and soul are almost interchangeable terms, but heart is even more beautiful in the sense that we know that these words of Simeon were fulfilled at Calvary when Mary's heart was pierced by a sword of sorrow. Simeon was confirming. But Mary already knew that 
she was going to be an associate of Christ in the redemption in some way. This is what was revealed in the Proto-Evangelium, that first announcement of the good news, Genesis 3.15, where God speaks to the demon, Satan, and says, I will put enmity, enmities between you, Satan, and the woman, between your seed and hers, and it will crush your head. It can be translated properly, Jesus. He crushes Satan's head by his suffering and death on the cross, but also it can be translated as she. Mary will crush Satan's head. The statue of Our Lady of Grace portrays Mary with her foot over the head of the serpent. Mary read the scriptures, understood them with a clarity unsurpassed as she was free from original sin and filled with grace. Simeon was confirming what Mary already knew. She didn't know how this was going to play out exactly, but <clears throat> Mary was to be that co-redemptrix, that associate with Jesus Christ in our redemption. And this is because she was his mother, was with him throughout his life, and was at the foot of the cross, offering her son to the Father at his death. Mother and son are inseparable in God's plan of redemption and salvation. And the, on this Sunday of the octave of the Nativity, give thanks to God that it was in his kindness that he chose to send his son to redeem us out of his goodness. It wasn't anything that we merited, anything that we deserved, no. <clears throat> and by sending his son, who was our redeemer, we received that adoption as sons, sons of the son. Doesn't eliminate our, our male and female in snow, but we are all sons of the son in the redemptive sense. And as sons, we are heirs, heirs of heaven. And for that reason, we can cry out that beautiful expression that Jesus himself used, Abba, Father, that very heartwarming, loving way of referring to God as, as a loving Father, Abba. It is only by reason of Jesus Christ and his incarnation and eventual redemption of our sins on the cross that we are able to be born again by water and the Spirit. We who were under the law, so to speak, have been redeemed so that we are under the new law, the new covenant. And we are no longer slaves, but sons and heirs to God. Let us give thanks to Jesus and to Mary, our, our Redeemer and the co-redemptrix for our salvation, for redeeming us from darkness and sin and death, for bringing to us that new life of God that makes us adopted sons and able to call truly God, Abba, Father, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit.